What's up guys, I'm Ben Cooper from Waggle Teaching, and I'm here again today to talk to you about how you can support your reluctant writers in your classroom. Yes, in every single class across the world, I'm sure there are children that are reluctant to write. Yes, it can be really frustrating as a teacher to try and get these children on board with their writing, to help them develop their language, to excite them, but some children just simply don't want to write. What's really important how you can do this is by identifying what type of reluctant writer they are. Once you've done that, you can then figure out ways of exciting them or solving those problems, filling those gaps so that they become engaged, enthusiastic writers. So I'm going to talk to you today about the four different types of reluctant writers and how you can support them. Okay, reluctant writer number one is a child who has fear of failure, fear of getting things wrong. Usually these are the type of guys that are really good at mathematics because mathematics is really black and white, whereas writing's not. What used to be a really good word, as you get older, becomes a word that you shouldn't be using. For example, if you describe something as fun in year one, that's a great word to use, but as soon as you get to year six, for example, you're now told that it's not a great word anymore. So it's a really gray area. There's no necessarily right or wrongs. And so some children can develop a bit of an issue with the idea of getting getting things wrong, the fear of being told that they've made a mistake or that their writing has to have some form of improvement. The best way to do this is make sure that they develop and understand that mistakes are okay, that mistakes are a way of learning. And there's loads of ways you can do that and allow them to understand that if they make a mistake, it's quite easy to change. So a simple tip would be to allow children, rather than writing in a pen, to write on something that is erasable. So pencils are great, but also whiteboards, get them to write on windows using whiteboard pens. All of these strategies will allow those children to understand that if they make a mistake, they can just rub it out. Some children don't like to see them when words have been underlined or crossed out because it doesn't look perfect. And so we've got to support those children in understanding that mistakes are okay, but if they want to just erase it, then they can erase it. Give them whiteboard pens and pencils so they're writing a bit more temporary and they can erase it nice and quick so that they've removed that mistake and then they've made it better. Also, tie into your lessons an up-level lesson. So don't just allow children to write and then close the book and that's it and they never refer back to that writing, always give them an extra lesson so that they can up-level their writing. And that way, if a child feels that they've made a mistake, they know that they're gonna have an, an opportunity the next day to go back and improve it. That's really important for these children that are fear of failure because if they know that they've got something wrong, they know they're gonna have an opportunity to go back. There's nothing worse with these children when they know that they're not gonna quite their best or they've found something difficult, then they know they're never gonna be able to re-edit re it and it's sitting there in their book. So always give them an up-level lesson so they can improve their writing. Another thing that allows children to understand that mistakes are okay is when you model your writing. Make sure that you make mistakes too, even if you do it on purpose. Show the children that you are not perfect as well. So make spelling mistakes, make grammar errors, and let the children identify that you have made a mistake. Have a bit of a laugh about it, and that will ease the fear of children that mistakes are a bad thing, because they'll realize that you're making mistakes too, and that it's okay, and you can have a bit of a laugh about it as well. 
Another way you can support those children that are a bit reluctant to write because of their fear of failure is collaborative writing. Get the children in pairs. So if a child is really struggling with their spellings, put them to collaboratively write with someone who's really good at spellings. And therefore, no, there's never a worry that they're going to get a spelling wrong because if they're writing a word, they know that they've got a partner that's going to support them and how to spell. Two minds are better than one. Give them a big piece of paper, sit them in a corner, give them a big pen, and get them to write a paragraph together. That's a sure way of allowing those children that are reluctant writers that it's okay to make mistakes, but also they've got someone there to support them through it. Okay, a different type of reluctant writer is our reluctant writer that has missing skills. So they've got gaps in their learning and therefore they've become a reluctant writer because they know they don't understand certain parts of the curriculum. It might not just be the curriculum, it might also that they have poor memory skills. So they struggle to remember what they want to write about. How many times do you verbalize a sentence with a child and when they write it down they've written something completely different? It's because perhaps they don't quite have that short memory capacity to remember that whole sentence. So you as a teacher need to support these children in identifying what the missing gap is, what the missing piece of learning is, and helping them to overcome that or find a way around that so they can continue to write. One way of doing this is getting them to create a storyboard or a timeline of events first. So children sometimes have so many great ideas, but when it actually comes to writing, they've forgotten them all. So get them to write all the best ideas in a quick timeline by drawing pictures or by drawing annotations, whatever it is, as a timeline of events or a storyboard to allow them to understand exactly what they're writing about. So when they come to write, they don't have to think about several different things. They just have to focus on what they're actually writing opposed of what they're writing about because they've got it all in a plan in front of them. Another way of doing this is by giving them story bags. So give them a bag full of items that are linked to the story. That's going to allow them to look at the items and that will re-trigger their memory so again they can just focus on what words they're using and what punctuation they're using, not what they're writing about. Because if a child finds something difficult to remember, they don't have to rely on their own memory. They can draw upon all the resources that they have in front of them. It's a great way for children with working memory difficulties to allow them to access writing so that they don't become reluctant writers. Again, pairing children up smartly is really clever with this. If you realise that a child does have a missing skill, then put them with someone that has that skill. If you have a child that is dyslexic, put them with a child who's a really good speller. If you have a child that struggles with their handwriting, put them with somebody that has really good handwriting. Therefore, they're going to work really well together and that child doesn't have a fear of failure and a fear of not knowing something because they know they're with someone that may know that answer. And so they can support each other. Collaboration is a great way of filling them in gaps with another pupil's understanding. Okay, reluctant writer number three is a child with the lack of focus. These are your classic children that actually writing is frustrating and I was one of those guys. I was constantly distracted by things. Writing takes a long time. If you're writing a story, in this modern world where stories move so fast in films, if you've got a story in, in mind and you want to write it down and you find handwriting a bit more difficult, it's going to be really frustrating as a writer when you can't write your story as quick as you want to. And so a classic uh, child who lacks focus is a child that rushes through their story, they write one paragraph for the entire thing and you come and you say, well have you finished? And they say, yes, I've finished my story. And it's really brief because they want to get to the end of a story because they're so excited about it, but their physical act of writing slows them down and so they become frustrated and they don't want to write. 
There's loads of ways around this. Give a children a microphone and get them to record it as quickly as they want. They're not slowed down by the pace of their writing, they can just talk about their story. And then when they come to writing it, they can listen to each part of the story and write about it in their book. Another way of help supporting this child is just giving them two minute slots. Give them a timer, give them two minutes to write that sentence. Once they've written that sentence, flip the timer over again and then get them to write their next sentence. This way the children have got rapid focuses of how they can finish each sentence so that by the end of a 30 minute writing session you know that they're going to have a great deal of content in their book. If the child lacks a bit of focus and they become really easily distractive, give the children a focus and a purpose to write. Make sure they know who they're writing to. If they're writing a letter to the Queen, put up a picture of the Queen. If they're writing to a child, put up a picture of the child that they're writing to. That way they've got a clear focus of the purpose of why they're writing. Sometimes writing activities can seem a little bit pointless and it's really important that for these children who lack a bit of focus already, have a clear direction and a clear purpose of why they're writing. Otherwise it can feel a little bit pointless and so they just don't want to be engaged in that activity. Another way to do this is by giving them slips of paper. A whole A4 piece of paper with lines on can be a bit intimidating for these children and it can appear not an achievable um, amount of writing for them. However, if you give them slips and strips of paper, give them one at a time and let them write a sentence each one, they will not know how much they're writing and they won't be a bit off put by the amount of lines that they have to complete. That way they can just focus on each individual sentence and so that it keeps their mind focused on one activity at a time. Before you know it, they'll have an A4 piece of writing anyway, just in little bits. And it's also great for reordering sentences to change the impact of their writing to make sure that the whole cohesion is there. And finally, reluctant writer number four is the child who lacks motivation slightly different than focus. Focus is about themselves and focusing and drawing their own mind on the activity. Motivation is simply do they want to write or not. These are the children that as soon as you get to know them you can quite easily access. So if they have a passion for something get them writing about it. Minecraft is a perfect one. Get them to write about an adventure to do with whatever they've done on their Minecraft or whatever they've achieved on Fortnite. Get them to write about it. It's something they're passionate about and it's something that's going to get their juices flowing and get them writing away. Give them images, give them videos, give them lots of visual stimuluses that's going to make them want to write about something exciting and cool or something a little bit different. So that was our video on reluctant writers. I wanted the video to focus not just on ideas of how you can support reluctant writers, but also on how you can identify reluctant writers because there's loads of different reasons why children do not want to write or find it difficult. It could be because they have missing skills, it could be because they lack focus, it could be for something completely different. What's really important as a teacher is that you focus on identifying why they don't want to write first before trying to tackle how you're going to support them. Because once you know what the reason is, it's going to be far easier to find a solution to support them in engaging with their writing. I hope the ideas in this video have been helpful. I'm Ben Cooper from Waggle Teaching. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. I create lots of different teaching idea videos with practical, simple ideas that you can use in your classroom. If you have any extra ideas, then please comment in the comment box below or add a post to our Facebook page. I'm on Twitter as well if you want to share some great ideas. I'm Ben Cooper from Waggle Teaching. Have a really, really good day.